Hello and welcome to another Tabletop Games Blog Saturday review. The house smelled of cinnamon, golden syrup and ginger. It was no surprise because our oven was full of gingerbread rectangles and two trays. It wasn't long until they were done and needed to come out of the oven to cool down. We had small bowls full of sweets and a piping bag ready to decorate them. Suddenly I had an idea. Rather than building a traditional house, we could instead make Gingerbread Towers by Jessica Metheringham from Descent Games. The wonderful people at Descent Games have done it again. Here's another game for all the family. This time our job is to stack cards as high as possible and collect points along the way. It's pretty simple. Everyone starts the game by choosing one of the six different types of sweets. On your turn, you add one of the cards, which look like rectangular gingerbreads decorated with sweets, to the growing tower. You want to choose a card that has your sweets on it to score points. You also have to make sure you don't knock any cards off the tower, as that will lose you points. Finally, cards on the same level mustn't touch. However, despite the simple rules, the gameplay can become very tactical very quickly. After all, if you place your card in such a way as to make it awkward for the next player to place theirs, you're increasing the chances that they knock off cards and lose points. At the same time, placing cards in an awkward position is sometimes easier said than done. You can easily end up knocking cards out of the tower and losing points yourself. Depending on how competitive you and your game group are, gingerbread towers can be a fun job of building the highest tower, or it can turn into a matter of trying to outdo each other and creating a highly unstable tower of cards that was threatening to tumble at any moment. One thing I haven't mentioned yet is how you stack the cards. Gingerbread towers is basically a standard sized deck of cards which were beautifully illustrated by the very talented Jessica Metheringham, and which are made from a thick cardstock with a gorgeous linen finish. So you might expect to build a tower as you would with traditional playing cards, by leaning two cards against each other to create an A-frame, doing that several times then laying other cards flat on top of the row of A-frames and building up from there. That would be what most of us would probably think. However, Gingerbread Towers is doing things differently. Trigger warning! Maltreatment of board game components. The game's designer has decided to force players to take a pristine deck of lovely cards and fold some of them in half and others into thirds. That's absolute sacrilege. It goes against everything everyone in our hobby is willing to do. It makes people shudder and rebel. Nobody can bring themselves to maltreat these wonderful thick cards like that. When I played the game for the first time, it was me who had to do the folding. Nobody wanted anything to do with it. In fact, some people left the room so that they didn't have to witness this cruelty to innocent board game components. I must say, even I didn't find it easy to treat the cards like this. Once it is done though, it is easier the second time round. So after you flatten the cards to put them back in the box and then play gingerbread towers again, it feels less cruel to bend the cards back into shape. So 
If you've made it this far in the review, you might still not be sure how the stacking of cards works in Gingerbread Towers. Well, some cards are flat, some fold in half thereby forming a V-shape, and the rest are folded into thirds, creating a sort of bracket shape. The flat cards will always be placed flat on top of the tower. The V and bracket shaped cards have to be placed upright, which means they create pillars for the next level. The rules don't really let you, but we decided to allow people to place the folded cards either with their short or their long edges upright, which created different levels. It made the game a bit harder, but also allowed players to be more creative. At the end of the day, Gingerbread Towers is supposed to be a light, fun family game. So we thought it'd be fair to deviate from the rules a little bit. After all, the designer made us deviate a long way from the commonly agreed norms when it comes to treating board games components. The game is a lot of fun when you play competitively as players egg each other on to go higher and higher. You can also play it cooperatively, of course, trying to build the tallest tower together. Either way, it is a lot of fun to play. The rules are so simple the game length is short and doesn't take up much table space. Combined with the gorgeous art, it's a perfect stocking fur to be played with the whole family on Christmas or Boxing Day. I'd say you should check it out now and have a little taster. I can already smell the spices and hear the laughter of everyone around the table as we build our giant gingerbread towers. Thank you for listening to this Tabletop Games Blog Saturday Review Podcast. Please check the description below for links mentioned in this episode as well as to the written version of this article on the blog. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us some stars or leave a review. Please also tell your friends about me and if you want to offer financial support, check out my Patreon Ko-fi pages, links to which you'll find in the blog at tabletopgamesblog.com. So thank you again for listening and I hope to see you again soon. This podcast was made possible by the generous help of my supporters. Role Patron, Sean Newman Magic Champion, John Risley Castle Guards, David Miller and James Naylor. Dice Masters, Alex Bardi, Paul Grogan and Robin Kay. And Shining Lights, Jacob Davis, Gavin Jones, Sarah Reed and Richard Simpson.